Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. The Friday football feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Berwick. If you are with us, you can still see the show on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Twitch, YouTube, listen on AM 1000, FM 100.3, HD2, and of course the ESPN Chicago app. Peggy's in for Yurko. Wrapping the week, getting ready for week eight. Started last night. We already kind of told you our thoughts on the Thursday nighter. Tale of two halves, I guess you'd say. It best describes it, especially for... The Buffalo Bills in their offense, which looked like it was getting on track, but then just kind of stalled. It was sloppy fourth quarter, 20 penalties in the game. Ugh. Thursday night football is icky. We watch, though, because we're addicted to football. Um, so it is what it is, even though the, the quality of play is usually not so good. There are a couple of interesting matchups around week eight. The Bears have the Chargers in L.A., and it'll be the second start for Tyson Bajan. We've got a great crowd here at B-Dubs in Berwyn. You can win Bears-Panthers tickets if you come see us. $5 Miller Lights. Uh, we got a great crew. We got Mikey Jimenez is here. We got Carmen Carcino. He's not in the Twitch chat because he's here. Uh, he lives close by in Riverside. Uh, so there's one less troublemaker in the Twitch chat right now. <laughs> oh, you got to understand, they multitask. <laughs> oh, is he in the he's Twitch in chat the anyway? Twi- yeah, oh, he's in the okay. Twitch chat. And normally when more okay. Twitchers are in the building, they'll like sit at a table oh, together. God. And you can tell because they're the ones on their phones. So they're still ca- so he's still causing trouble yeah, at Twitch. Yeah, talking okay. to each other in the Twitch chat. All right, yeah. very good, very good. Peggy, you had met an old friend, it looked like. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, some old Bears fans that I, I've known for years, years. That? They would come to training camp and... Um, like Bourbonnet yeah, like, or yeah. all the way back to Platteville? Platteville. Wow, it Platteville days? Platteville, you guys yeah. go way back. Yeah. Remember when they used to practice sometimes at Morton East? Remember that? My parents used to take us. Speaking really? Of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I think it was before they built the dome, if I'm not mistaken. Waddle, I've talked to Waddle about this because Waddle had practiced there a time or two. And when I was little, probably even after we moved from Berwyn, but we were like maybe back visiting my grandparents or something, my mom would sometimes take us over. They would use the field house at Morton East to practice. Really? This is going back to like, right, guys? Like mid to late 80s. I'm getting one. If Waddle had been there, it must have been late 80s, even early 90s. And I think it was before they built the indoor facility up north. Now, how they ended up at Morton East, I can't remember. There was some store. There was some reason why. I don't know if it was because they had the space for it. They had, like, the full indoor field. I don't know what it was, but Morton East is not far from where we are, just a few miles east of us here when you get into Cicero. Um, and, yeah, we used to go watch the Bears practice. Yeah. So they go all the way back to the Platteville days. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the best thing about when you cover sports in Chicago. And for as many years, you know, yeah. you've talked sports in Chicago for as many years, is that you, you know, like you see people all the time at yeah. events, at games, at practices, and, you know, it becomes, like, very familiar. Yeah. So it's been, yeah. How many years have you covered the Bears? Oh, Lord, don't even. My first week in Chicago, and I'm from here, but. But, like, I, after you left Bristol and came back home, is that what you When I mean? came back from Bristol, I got hired at CLTV, Chicagoland yeah. TV. And it was Christmas Eve when I got the call from the general manager. Wow. Um, I was the last on-air person they were hiring. And I started the first week of January. And my first week on the job, 
Mike Ditka got fired. No, so ninety January ninety two. Ninety is that right? Three January ninety three. So it was been yeah, January ninety three. Right, right, January ninety three because ninety two was the last Ditka year, right? Yeah. yeah. So it would have been January ninety three. Yeah. So that week. He got now. I had covered wow. him when I was an associate producer How for ESPN in Bristol. So I, yeah, I mean, I worked with Jimmy Roberts and Andrea Kramer. Yeah, um, I, you know, I used to do a lot of field producing for them. So I, I would come home to Chicago and cover Bears practices with Ditka and stuff. So, but yeah, that was when he he got that that my first week back in Chicago working. How crazy is that? He got he got fired. January of nineteen ninety. And I had never done a live shot ever. No, I had never Victoria done a live shot. The, and it's Ditka. And I got it's Ditka thrown. getting fired. Like think about that. And think like CLTV back then went live every hour yeah. with they their updates. Yeah. And I went live every single hour. I was thrown to the fire. I was peg. pulling people out of like anyone that walked into Hallis Hall. I'd run awesome. up to them and find out their names. So great. Who they were. Pull them on the air. You know, just give me one little tidbit of information. That was it. I think the first time I was ever at Hallis Hall for any sort of press conference was, it was probably 97, but something tells me it was Wani's last year, so I I guess it would have been 98. I don't know, but I feel like it was 97. It was towards the end of the Wanstead run. And uh, he, he at that point, I remember thinking, boy, he really is a broken, beaten down man. Yeah. I mean, you know, by the end of it, it was just, eh, yeah. it's a tough job. It'll, yeah. it'll wear on you. He looks younger now than he did 30 years ago. Um, he's living the life now. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's an analyst. He gets paid oh, yeah. well. I mean, are you kidding? It's got a place in Naples. Oh, God bless you, Wani. You know, he figured yeah. it out. He's like, forget coaching. I'll just talk oh, yeah. about football. Yep. He was, a, it was the end. It was late in the year. What were they in 97? They stunk. Um, it must have been. Well, they stunk each of the last two years. Yeah, so, okay, so they were 4-12 and in 97. And I want to say, yeah, I think it was like late in the year. They were, this is, I'll tell you exactly when it was. It was after Thanksgiving. They were 2-11. and 11. He was, he was like broken and beaten. Yeah. You know, and probably knew what was coming. And, yep. You know, it's. Yeah. And then a few years after that, after doing live shots, after Ditka got fired, you're doing uh, Kevin Matthews' show. So, yeah, and the that's rest, true. And the rest is And I fell in love with Peggy. I'm like, yep. man, she sounds awesome. That was that was true. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Elmer Steve on ESPN 1000. Peggy's in for York. What's going on, Stevie? Hey, good afternoon. Uh, you know, you were talking about Tyson Bajan before and what we expect. And I'll tell you what, I expect him to have another good performance because the charges are not real good against uh, past you know, the past. And, and so I think he's going to probably do what hoping for is that in this game, you'll see a little bit more progression in terms of going downfield with the football, because, uh, you know, obviously he did a really good job. He was very efficient, took care of the football, no turnovers, outstanding. But, you know, you want to see a, a couple of big plays and you hope that, you know, he's able to come, come up with those. And, uh, so you see more progress and, uh, you know, I, I told you at the beginning of the year, and you, you may or may not remember, I was really upset with the Bears coaching staff because I thought in the preseason, A, they didn't play fields enough, and B, when they did play him, they did all the things that we already knew he could do. Right, I it was running that. the football. It was a short passing game. You know, everything was, was all the stuff that he already could do. We needed to see him progress with the things he had trouble with and things that he didn't do well in the, pre- the past, and they didn't do any of that. And, of course, he still hasn't shown you know, that he can do those things 
consistently well. And uh, and so I, I want to. I'm not saying that Bajan is going to be a guy who's going to be a franchise quarterback, but at this point, I already feel very sure that Field is not going to be a franchise quarterback. And so with me, you know, it's Bajan. Give him a chance. See what he can do. And if he ends up being nothing more than a backup, that's not right. bad. That's yeah. that, that's a good good draft pick. But or a free agent, I should say. And and uh, you know, but. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if, as you ask him to do more, how he handles it. The pro- yeah, and, and look, we're going to see it this week. I don't know that we'll see it beyond that, um, and I, I don't think we should if Justin Fields is healthy. Steve, thanks, man. Uh, you're putting it uh, kindly, by the way, or mildly, Steve, when you say the Chargers have struggled uh, against the past. They stink. They're 31st in the NFL in dropback EPA. Uh, they're 31st in the NFL in adjusted net yards per pass attempt. Bears aren't very good in those metrics either. They're a bottom five, six team in both those metrics. The Chargers have been terrible. Uh, they've been terrible on defense mostly, especially their pass defense, so you're not wrong. Penalties have been an issue for them. But you also um, have so to we'll look see. at who they've played as well. I mean, they, they, um, they played sure, against Sure, they some played, yeah. That's, Chiefs, that, Cowboys, Dolphins. Yeah, they played know, some good offenses. Some good offenses, some, some but quarterbacks that like but to throw down field. Their coach didn't do them any favors for the majority of that game, certainly the first 30 minutes last week in Kansas City right. either. So that's part of the problem and the dilemma for them. I don't know. I, I thought at last week, Peg, at some point, I texted Waddle about it at, at one point uh, during the game. I'm like, boy, here's a perfect chance for a little sluggo action, some double move stuff, because you had the Raiders' defense on its heels. We never saw that. Now, maybe that's just a byproduct of, like, Luke Getzey's calling this game, and they're running rough shot over them, and he's like, why do we need to? Yeah. We've got a lead. Right. We're, like, we're literally destroying this team's defensive line. And their linebacker, like, why do we even need to? If the game flow were different and it were closer somehow and you were still running the ball the way you were, maybe you had set them up for some shots downfield more. Like, I thought we were going to get it at some point in the second half. We never did, but maybe that's just because they were so dominant running the ball. We're going to have to see it at some point if the offense is going to continue to be productive and if it's going to grow and if you want to see more out of Bajan, you're going to have to see something down the field. Yeah, you're not going to see, listen, they're, they're not going to be heaving seven, eight passes downfield. This whole offense is predicated on yards after the catch. And yes, they do have some that stretch the field, but that's, I think you're going to see a lot of what we saw last week. They came out throwing, if you remember, they in the did. second half. I thought, oh, wow, I really did not expect them to come out throwing with the lead, and they did, but it looked so easy. It did. It just looked so easy. A so lot why, of what they did offensively You don't have easy. to do anything more. Yeah, why? I, why would you right. do it? He did have a couple of options at times, and he chose to check down to the safer option. I, I, yeah, I mean, and I, you're, you might be right. It just could have been that they, the lead was so comfortable, and they were so dominant across the line. It was like, well... We don't really need to do anything else. We right. can save anything that we wanted to use. We can save, and it's just another week where it's not on tape. So while I kept thinking it was going to happen, I guess looking back, you can sort of understand why it didn't. Well, the worst thing that could happen is for them to now try, you know, to go downfield to prove to everyone that Tyson well, I, Bajan I, I, can throw down the field. I agree. What if like, they're down 14-3, Well, then they're going to have to. Right. Then all Which of a sudden, could actually happen against this team, especially sure. a Chargers team in the first half. 
Yeah, that could happen. It could. Uh, but I still think that it's going to be the run game that's going to set all of that up. I don't think it's predicated on the fact that the Chargers are the 31st-ranked pass defense. I think it's going to be predicated on the mm, run game setting, up, setting it up. What, yep. Like what you were doing last week to them. Yeah, and we, we talked about this last hour, but it does – and Furman brought it up yesterday, and, it, and I thought it was a good point, and I, I – just from talking to a few people, it seems like the general consensus among very sharp betters this weekend is that um, not that everybody's running to the window to put a huge wager on the Chargers, but that the Chargers, despite being very underwhelming, especially the last few weeks, that the Chargers is absolutely the side in this game, even with a, a pretty big point spread of eight and a half, because the feeling is this is it for Brandon Staley and and the Chargers after the last couple of weeks. If you can't beat a Division II rookie making his second start and a two-win Bears team with their own problems and their own coaching issues, which are probably going to you know, lead to some sort of turnover at the end of the year, that Brandon Staley might not make it to you know, the middle of next week. I, so I, well, this is a very desperate Charger team that they're going to get. And I get that, and I, I see the L.A. side of it. But I think if you flip, the, if you flip it, there's a lot at stake for the Bears as well. Is this going to be their turning the corner game? Is this going to be where the defense, the pass rush, gets more than one quarterback hit, gets more than one sack in a game? You know, Is this going to be their opportunity and the offense to play complementary as well? So I think that the same can be said in a lot of ways for the Bears, but... Everyone is just paying more attention because the Chargers had so many more expectations right. this year. Yeah, and you know, they, they paid they the quarterback. Her- right, they and- signed Herbert to the big contract. Yeah, and he hasn't been great. And they're supposed to be a playoff. Well, it's because he's without his center. That it's, doesn't help. He doesn't have Mike big- Williams. Mike Williams has been a big sort of, like, if you want to call it like that sort of safety valve for him over the years. He could, I mean, he could look. He could see one-on-one or in a lot of situations just, all right, uh, this is the matchup. I'm throwing it up, and Mike Williams could go get it. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have Corey Lindsley, like Peggy said. Yep. He doesn't have his starting center. Uh, the right side of that line has struggled. Left side's awesome. Rashawn Slater, Northwestern's very own. God bless him. He's back off the injury from last year. He looks good. He's awesome. But the right side of that line, uh, everything about them is just kind of outside of Keenan Allen. Just a lot of what they do is underwhelming. Quentin Johnston has not looked that good. The rookie out of TCU has not looked that good at all. He's barely involved in the game plan. He doesn't look like he can really separate and get open. He's another big body, but he doesn't look like he can really separate and get open, and I think that's been an issue for them. Slater's actually injured. He has an ankle injury. Was he on the – what was he? De- so what was his designation you know yesterday? What, that's going to – what did they say for that? Um, Maybe I misread it because I thought the designation yesterday. By the way, it was good that Darnell Wright practiced yesterday. Well, that's that, – but uh, that doesn't mean that he's healthy. No, I don't think he is. I, I think we learned that I last week. That I think he's a gamer, and, but he's playing through an injury. But, I think that that's a right? problem. I think that's a problem because he's not on that side of the line. I know. No way. Um, let me try. I'm just trying to look at the Charger injury report it? real quick. Yeah, hold on. So for yesterday, Eckler was full. Everett was limited. I'm trying to look at the guys that really matter here. Herbert was full. Sebastian Joseph's day was full. They're trying to get him back. Uh, Joshua Palmer did not practice. That'd be good news for the Bears. Pipkins was full. Slater was full. Yes. Oh, but see, they so have him was. listed with his shoulder. Shoulder, yeah, but Apparently he was Apparently he also has an ankle issue. Oh, really? Oh, yes. look at Peggy doing a little investigative So report. All these guys, this is the time this of year the where, let's face it. This is the time of year, it. but they've had their bye already. 
they the Chargers had, an early, they had yes. one of the early they buys. They had an they? early well, buy. No like buys this four, week. Five, which, what? Well, the buy, the buy started in week. They had an early. Uh, so was it five? Five, five? I think, right? How about there were, there were six teams on buy oh, last, last week, week, and there's nobody on buy this week. It's weird. Yeah, we were, we were short three games last week. Um, are you ready to uh, step in for Yurko and do sure. the keys? That's the real question. Sure. All right. Uh, and, yeah, the, the Chargers have only played six games, Peg, so you're right. They, yeah. they had their bye in week five, which I think was the first week of the byes. You're right about that. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, the keys. Wow. Brought to you by the great folks, Yurko's good friends, uh, our great friends, our great partner, the Verdoliac Law Group. All right. Yes, Peggy, uh, look at this. Look at. Are you guys taking notes of this here? I mean, look at this. She's ready. She is ready She's to up in her chair. All right, go. guys. Yeah. All right. Um, it's a lot different than when uh, I throw it to break normally. I'm like, here goes. Keys are next. Carmen, give me your pen. And then Just, he writes it down. Shots down a few notes. Run the ball. <laughs> yeah. Avoid right. turnovers. Peggy, I ask you, what are the keys to the game? All right. We just talked about it. My first key to the game <laughs> is right tackle for the Bears. Mm. I think it's going to be key whether or not Darnell Wright is healthy. If they start rotating in Jatiri Carter, there could be issues. There could be problems there, especially going up against Bosa and Mack. So I think protection on the right side of the offensive line is huge, and that's my number one key. Okay. All right, my second key number, key. No, you got to no. say key number two. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gotta say key number two. Key number two. I think it's the running game, not the pass that you think they need to use to exploit the Chargers' terrible pass defense. I actually think it's going to be a strong run game because if you can do it against a team that is better at stopping the run, then you are going to open up some deep downfield passes that I think will those big explosive plays which were missing last week they were in the conservative game plan didn't matter but they were missing I think that those will happen once you set it up with the run so that's my second key all right how many keys do I have to do key number three as you want gotta say key number three key number three do as many as you want Peggy Matt Eberflus this is Eberflus's chance to be creative on the defensive side of the ball and to continue to give Herbert looks that he's not used to. Hard to do with a veteran quarterback, but not with a quarterback who is without his center, who he completely relies on to call out all of the pre-snap reads. I think they have a great chance up the gut to really get at Herbert, and I think it's a chance for Eberflus to get after the Chargers' offense and to finally turn the corner with the Bears' lack of a pass rush. A little A-gap pressure. You, do you think, uh, would you agree that he has been a little bit more creative in some of the oh, yeah. pressure packages, especially like on early downs? Like yes. He has been a little bit more aggressive. Yes. Maybe and- out of necessity because they don't really have a, they don't have a dominant pass rusher. So. A little surprised, actually, how much he has been blitzing, to be honest. I think, I think, but maybe a good self-scout. Like, but here's hey, good the thing. for coach. Like, you realize you got to do this or you're going to have no shot. Against the Vikings, Justin Herbert threw for over 400 yards, and that's the most blitzing team yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. But he had his center. Yeah, yeah, Corey Lindsley in that game. That's Corey true. Lindsley was not was will not be available. He's no, he by not. the way, he is out with a heart condition. Yeah, they don't know if Corey Lindsley's coming back. Yeah, right? which is really sad. Yeah. Um, okay, and my final key. key no, key number, number four. four. Key number four. Key number four. Sorry. <laughs> Take. 
care of the football. Yeah, like last week, right? I, I think that this is something that makes me a little nervous. I think with the destructiveness that you could see out of a Khalil Mack and out of Bosa, I, I, with the inexperience at quarterback, mm. and we've seen Deontay Foreman pop the ball a couple of times. We saw Darrington Evans drop the ball before. This team has an issue with fumbles. Who did so, they bring in? Who, who they, Travis Homer, right? At the, in the, at oh, the, Travis Homer. They, well, no, they brought in uh, uh, t- uh, Trent Taylor. Yeah, but who fumbled? In. Who put that? Now they didn't. They got the ball back. Like, what do you put Travis Homer in the game right. for? He had to touch the ball. And I don't think you doing? can get away with that with these guys. So I think they have to take care of the football. And that, my friends. And those are the keys to the game. What he said. Good job. Nice job, Peggy. That's right. good stuff. Just pretty there you go. It's next level. See? Yurko's going to... Yurko's going to hear that. He's going to say the Verdoliak Law Group. Yeah, Verdoliak Law Group. Yurko's, Yurko's hustling back from Vegas. He doesn't want to lose his, his position on Friday. So we were talking about this last night. So Yurko flies in around 1 or 2 o'clock, I think he lands. He's leaving Sunday morning. First of all, he, got to, Vegas. he got to Vegas at like 9 o'clock on Tuesday night. Yeah. Like, I think this is a long Vegas that's trip. A I think it's an 8 a.m. flight out of Vegas. He's got an so 8 a.m. flight. 2 o'clock here, right? That puts you, that'd be uh, 8 a.m. Vegas Four would be 10 o'clock here. Hours. Yeah, about 10 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, about, so no, I'm sorry, about 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. He'll come to the, he'll go right to the station. I don't think he's going to oh. go home. No. no. He's going to sleep. Go to the station. He'll sleep. I'm yeah. not worried about him Sunday night. Oh, I'm worried about him on Monday. You think? <laughs> I'm worried about the van on Monday. He's going to be on the air with Peggy until 1 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. By 12.40 on Monday, put on Twitch. He'll be in his chair like this. Oh, he'll fall asleep he'll again. He'll be asleep. He'll, he'll be fall asleep again. He'll is the asleep. key word again. there. Again. He fell asleep a few weeks ago. What? Now, granted, I, I, granted, I brought up something about baseball, so maybe that's so my he, fault. No, no, it wasn't baseball. <laughs> what was it? It was a spread offense, and it was like the oh, origins yeah, of the yeah, spread yeah, offense. Yeah, 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 and you were right. just reading an that's article, right. and right. Yurko had his hand on his, his head on his hand like this, and then did the, like, the classroom-like the shake. <laughs> I thought he'd be interested. Like, it's football. It's like nerdy Hardcore football. It was like this great article about Hail Mummy. He doesn't and like, care about that. He wants like to look the, a like man the evolu- in the eye like the evolution the of, of like the yeah. of, of the air raid offense and like the spread offense from like college and how it's matriculated now to the NFL. You might as well have been reading him Good Night Moon. And I look over and he's like, hey, and the guys are like, he's sleeping. And good night, Yurko. I mean, really, I should have just read Good Night Moon. Oh my god. And I'm like, am I that boring to you? Wow. Like, what? I guess wow. the answer is yes. And poor bat. And I get the Twitchers are having a field day. Yes, Carmen sucks. You're too boring for your. I, oh, that, I, I get it. I get it. I get so it. So that's how you. Oh, he'll be asleep on Monday. His back is to you typically. Oh, in the we studio. saw it. On, I saw it on Twitch. Do, do you know? And then I saw him do the like. Like I know when he's had. Box. I yeah. know when he's been out on a bender, and like the next day, I'll be. These guys can't see it because most of the time he catches himself. But I'll be. And now it's on Twitch all the time. They, the Twitchers catch it. He'll, I'll be talking about something to him, and he'll be like this. <laughs> and I can see his eyes getting heavy. He's got to work for two hours. I'm like, hours. two hours. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, huh? What? Oh, my god. So Sunday night, he'll be on point. The oh vibes will be there. Like, the adrenaline will be there. Like, he'll be great. Yeah. Because he'll have just napped. He'll have come in from Vegas. He'll have watched a football game. He'll be good. Monday, we're screwed. Oh, man. Like, I'll give Yurko credit. You know what he hasn't done in a long time? He hasn't asked a question in an interview that we've already asked. That's true. I mean, that's been like a Yurko staple over no, the years. No, you know what the problem is? Well, we don't do that. many interviews. He just stopped asking and questions. And he kind of stops. He doesn't, like, he doesn't ask questions. He only Jackson's asks on. the injuries. Yeah. He, so, he, Courtney, but, why, but, 
bringing yeah, us up to date yeah, on the he injuries. Like he'll ask Courtney some questions. He doesn't ask Jesse anything. He doesn't ask Jesse anything, and we kind of we got him in with uh, Furman. We like you just ask your only question to Furman has to be about the Thursday night game. Uh, yeah. So his question is always going to be about. So we got a game tonight, Todd. Yeah, what do Todd, you like? we got a game tonight. What do you think? Like, that's all I'll say. Out. Oh my so, god. But he hasn't like repeated a question that has been asked in do a you, while. Do you remember? Um, God bless JD. When JD would take a day off from uh, Hallis, a couple of times you guys asked would, me to fill yes. in. Oh yeah, and so I would I would do JD's report from Hallis, and I called and I called. I asked the producers. I was like, Hey, I don't think Yurko likes me. Oh. He never asks me a question. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. So I. I what did they say? Were they like, I was like, like no, I that's don't, just your go. They, I go. I, I think he just doesn't like me being, doing the Bears report. No. And they were like, Oh no, he doesn't ask any questions yeah, no, to anybody. Yeah, poor, he doesn't ask questions. That's the, I mean, come on, Peg. Yeah, you're going I had you. no idea. I was like, gosh, he just. Uh, so that's why Jesse at the end always goes. Good, hey, good, good talking, talking to you, York. York. Yeah, good, good talking to you, York. <laughs> Thanks, York. Oh, good and then you're Thanks, Jesse. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, you know what? I feel bad. I told Jesse we'd put him on. What? Why? I did. Why we're do you, good. Hold on. We're good. First of all, Carm, why are you good. making programming <laughs> Why are you making programming decisions about talking we're to good. your producers? This is ridiculous. Well, you know, so this here, is uncalled so for. So here's what Jesse does. Jesse no. doesn't want to text Chris and Adam because he knows he'll get shot <laughs> hey, down. So he texts yeah, you're me right. directly. Like he goes, he goes behind <laughs> their back. Carmen, you can't spend <laughs> 10 minutes talking about how no one's going to watch the World I, Series. Right, and then put him on. Oh, let's put Jesse on. I feel bad. I did tell Jesse to put him on. No way. No shot. No, oh, no. well, no wait. Way. Do you want to know the best, you guys? And this is so great because he won't text Chris and Adam. He won't. Let me guess. He, he wanted to put Dane Dunning on? No. Do you want to know who he wanted to put? Dane Dunning at least is like, okay, he's a former White Sox. He, I swear to God, he texted me and he goes, want me to get you Alec Thomas? And I'm Fired. like, I said, oh. I said, I said, Jesse. I go, he goes, well, first he did the whole spiel. He's like, he drops subtle. He's like being passive aggressive. He's like, I'm in Dallas. I'm going to be at all the games. Do you want me to get you Alec Thomas? I'm like, Jesse, no. nobody knows no. who Alec Thomas is. And I said, I'd rather, I'd talk to Jesse Rogers about the World Series. He's like, no. okay, done. Nope. And I'm like, we'll put you on. No. We'll put you on. <laughs> Never. Never, ever. Spring training. I feel training. bad. That's it. We Spring training. We didn't put Jesse on. Unless, unless Taylor Swift is there, he's not coming on. No, even got, then. Because well, yeah. Jesse might well, get Taylor Swift. He could book Taylor yeah, Swift. Jesse probably yeah. could book Jesse's Taylor Swift. Jesse's a bulldog. He's, yes. Yeah, he'd Jesse either book Taylor heart. Swift or he'd end up in jail. Either way, one of the two. Happen. We're yeah. in a story. Jesse's pretty legendary. Going back to the old uh, book for can't North. I believe and, that. Yeah. That's first oh, of yeah, all. He, wait, he, like, to Chris and I, that is shocking and appalling that you would do that behind our backs. Well, How dare I, you? I, How dare you? I, I I like talking baseball with Jesse. I think Jesse's That's good. He's got great that, info. You know, podcasts. but like that, he suggested Wait, Alec I wanna, Thomas. I was like, Jesse, come on. All right, this is not interesting to me. I want to know why Jesse Rogers got busted working for. No, I don't think he ever got busted. I think he was saying he'll either get arrested or he'll or, book Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. He got oh. kicked off a bus once. He got kicked off a bus? He got kicked off a bus he, trying to book Bobby Knight. Did he go Bobby on a Knight. player's Oh, yeah, oh, trying to book Bobby Knight. He went on a team bus trying to book Bobby Knight and got kicked that off the bus. That is true, yes. I got yelled at by Nick Saban when. Shout out. When he was. Coaching the Dolphins, for right? Like, for like yeah, two for weeks. And one, Marty Booker had gotten traded yes. to the Dolphins, right? Yeah. So I think it was the Hall of Fame game, maybe? Did they play the Dolphins? I don't know. At uh, camp? Like at the start camp? I, I don't know. This is what, it's just coming in my head now. But I saw Marty getting on the team bus, so I walked uh, over to the front of the bus. Oh, and I'm like, oh, hey, so Marty. I said, can I, I said, can I talk to Marty Booker? And Saban looked at me and he goes, 
you better get out of here. <laughs> That's awesome. And I, I was like, all right the, then. The, uh, I, if, I didn't. I didn't. I went around to the side of the bus, and I was it, going, you know, motioning awesome. to Marty Booker. Hey, Marty, if you, haven't been, if you haven't been yelled at by a coach or two in Absolutely. business, you're not doing your job. Absolutely. Merkin's, the Merkin-Rick Pitino story is the best. When Merkin tracked him down after he won one of the t- – how many did he win at Kentucky? Two? Did yes. Pitino win two at Kentucky? I feel like he did. Before – I think it was after the last one. I'm trying to, if I'm, if I'm remembering the timeline, didn't he win at Kentucky and then went to Boston? Whatever it was, after he won, Merkin was at the time, I think at like one-on-one sports. And wouldn't you know it, this is the next day, like late afternoon the next day, Patino is in the lobby with his family at the Atlantis oh boy. in Bahamas checking in. Oh, wow. As luck would have it, one of the guys Merkin worked with was also vacationing with his family, called Randy and said, Rick Pitino is checking in. Try to get him on. So, And Randy, Randy's got, and this is, I think, in the book. Randy calls uh, 20 minutes later. Calls, not checked in under an alias. Rings the room. Rick Pitino picks up. Hello? Rick, Randy Merkin, one-on-one sports. <laughs> he goes, congratulations, coach. Would you? Could you come on for a few minutes with our whoever the hosts were? Rick Pitino goes, how'd you get to, He goes, how did you know I was here? And I think Randy said something about it. I, I don't know how Randy explained it. He goes, Randy, I'm going to tell you something. This is what I want you to do. And I want you to listen. And Randy goes, okay, coach. And he goes, I want you to hang up the phone and don't ever effing call me on vacation again. <laughs> and he goes, do you got that, Randy? And Randy goes, yeah, I got it, coach. He's like, okay, good. And he hung up the phone. <laughs> the all-time best. Like, Merkin oh does have – Merkin's book is great because he really does have a million and one phenomenal stories about booking guests. Oh, that's funny. All right, we got a break. 312-332-3776 if you want to ring us up. You can win Bears tickets. Come hang with us here at B-Dubs and Berwin. We'll cross-talk in 30 with Waddle and Sylvie. Coach Eberflus meets the media. Sometime after 2, we'll carry that live here on your home for the Bears. The Friday Football Feast continues on the Carmen and Yurko Show. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Berwyn. If you are with us, you can still see the show on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Peggy is in for Yurko. Is that better? Screaming in that thing. Just, just keep talking. I'll deal with it. Peggy. <laughs> Adam McDowell. Worry, worry about booking Jesse. <laughs> oh. Adam McDowell's been in the Dallas. I'm actually surprised he never texted me back. Like, hey, what time? <laughs> He's going to be pissed. He knows I got to you. He's you pro- he probably thinks he knows exactly what happened. You said something about it to me, and I went, no way in hell. And even yeah. Chris said, no, we'll cut your microphone off. Hey, look, Sorry. That's busting his balls. It's so funny. So good. Uh, did you see that the NBA is investigating whether the Sixers and James Harden violated the league's new player participation policy no. for opening night last night? I don't know what you're investigating. Uh, <laughs> violating the player participation policy. I mean, the guy's not going to show up. I guess he'll show up in like 30 days because he's going to have to to get the accrued season, right? He can't. I don't think he can drag this out all year because it won't accrue towards his free agency, which... So that would doesn't the have purpose, to do with like, the, the participation. No, he's like, why? He's he, not. They're he, not. They're not like faking an injury no. right now. He hates their guts. He's basically holding out. I can't imagine anybody wanting to trade for James Harden. You know, and there was all this buzz about the Clippers. Woj was on before the opener two nights ago, saying I saw him on the pregame with Malika, saying that 
the Clippers have, you know, decided to hit pause. I mean, I, I can't imagine any team wanting to bring James oh. Harden into their mix right now. I do like that the NBA is trying to crack down on teams just like resting players for no good reason. I, I, I mean, I will say that. Look, a guy's got an injury that is legitimate, and you need to find uh, some time for him to rest. I don't think anybody's telling, the, telling you that you can't do that. I think what the league is saying is that stop looking at the schedule when it comes out in right. June yep. and determining when your what, guys. Exactly. Like, what good is that? And like Black has said this forever. Uh, the only thing seemingly that more rest is doing is preventing players from being able to play come spring and summer when it matters most. I mean, yeah. and Chris, who did that? Was it the Wall Street Journal? Somebody recently did that article about like a lot of the data basically reveals at this point there's nothing that indicates all this rest is actually good for oh, a the player's NBA. health. Right? The NBA released it. Oh, is it the NBA, Chris? There, yeah. Was that right? Uh, to, yeah. to sort of back up the new initiative, is that it, what it was? It essentially was like, uh, here's the data players, uh, the play, you know, like to give to the Players Association oh. to be oh. like, see, Got it. resting doesn't actually do anything. Right. Yeah. Because you have to play for our TV ratings. Yeah. I, and I think it's... I do. I think it's good. I mean, a guy's hurt a guy. Like Devin Booker, I don't think they're – I don't think in game two the Suns are goofing around and not playing Devin Booker last right. night. Like something's probably – you know, and that's not right. good for the Suns. But I think Devin Booker hurt his foot in the opener. And, like, if he can't play, okay. I mean, nobody's saying that you can't do that. Don't but. you remember when this would happen with Michael Jordan? If he set out a game, the uproar – on the road from cities saying, you know how many people bought tickets to see Michael Jordan play? I mean, that, I remember very distinctly, that was such a big issue. It never, but it never, how often did it even rear its ugly head? They, those guys just Rare. played. Rare. They played. I mean, it was. That's why he played with the flu. It's why, I mean, come on. They just, they, it, it was very different. And I know comparing eras can be tricky. Barkley's been on this rant forever, and he's really been ranting about it this week since the season opened about how it's ridiculous, the, the sums of money that they are paid, that anybody would think going into a season, I know the 55 games I'm going to play. Uh, the poster child for all this is maybe more than anybody else, Kawhi Leonard. But maybe, Kawhi, look, they're not going to be able to screw around with it as much. And maybe Kawhi has realized, I don't know, like maybe you should play, dude. Maybe you should try to play 70 games. Like, I, I won't even say 82 Maybe you should try to play 70 games if you could. Yeah. Maybe you'll be healthy when it matters most late in the year. I mean, he's – look, the the problem with – like, everything's a copycat league, right, Peg? Like, Greg Popovich does something, and because he's pop, yeah, everybody's got to follow it. But I don't think Greg Popovich, when he started sitting guys, like, in a sort of calculated way, was ever trying to get to this or ever thought it would get to this. Greg Popovich had – Tim Duncan was 100. Right. Tony Parker was 100. Exactly. Manny Ginobili was 100. They'd played countless playoff right. games. They had so much mileage on their body. Like, okay, so Greg Popovich got to a point where he's like, you know what? If I can steal a night here and there for my guys that are 100, I'm going to do that. And the league went wild with it, you yeah. know? And I don't yeah. think he ever intended for it to get like this? No, not with your 23-year-olds. Right. <laughs> and that the league would have to come in and say, we're putting protocols in place that don't allow you to do this. Now, I don't know what's going to come from the Harden thing. I, this is quite just... obvious. Like, you've got a serious player 
organization issue going on here. I mean, he, you know, that's he's, a that's a collectively bargained issue going on. You know, uh, that's a to, that's a Daryl Morey James Harden issue. I, I and again, why anybody at this point, if you've got championship aspirations, why, why anybody would want James Harden in their organization is is beyond me. I mean, just flat out, and I can't wait to see when he does show up. The kind of suit, the kind of uh, uh, shape he's going to be in. If he's going to be in the fat suit again, or what? The the lack of effort, the la- uh, that he gives is going to be an interesting storyline to watch. S- the, speaking the of that, with the NBA, who do you think on the Bulls becomes that? You know, Patrick Beverly last year. I really liked that pickup because he brought such an energy to the team. More than I thought. I, right? Yeah, probably more than I thought. That when he's not there, it's so obviously missing on this team. I mean, I don't know, know who it is. Caruso, Who's their energy guy? Caruso. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Corey, Maybe Tory Craig a little, believe it or not. I don't know. They don't. The no. problem is that's like the least of their worries. You know? They have, a, they have a, a, the same problems last year yes. are carrying over to this year. Yes. And now they're going to shoot more threes, which is good. But you don't really have a team that's equipped at making a lot of those threes. You know, it's like you didn't really do anything to add a ton of three-point shooting. Or I don't, you know, so, well, all right, our volume will go up. Will you, in the counting stats, yeah, you'll make a few more. And I get why well, they want to change their two best three-point shooters now are, the, are guys off the bench. I don't know. I mean, Patrick Williams, I think, statistically was their best last year. But it's not. it's not like he takes a ton. So... When the volume is down, like, and especially if it's going to, inc- I don't know, I, I wonder about his real viability as a three-point shooter. Vooch, I'm telling you, it's just he had one of those weird outlier years the year they acquired him, and it looked a lot better than it's ever looked in his career. He's just not much of a three-point shooter. He was having, he was on a heater the year they got him, and it's like, oh, look at this seven, this six eleven guy who can go out and stretch the defense and shoot from three, shooting 38%, 39%. I think he shot like 39% the year they got him. He hasn't come close to sniffing that since. Yeah. And it, but but he never really has in his career. I think it's just he was having one of those weird sort of outlier campaigns, and that's come crashing back down to earth. Their best three-point shooter is Lonzo. Yeah. Which, think about that. Who would have said that five years ago, if you would have said the Bulls are going to acquire Lonzo Ball and he's their best three-point shooter, I would have told you, uh-uh, yeah. you're on something. And he's their best shooter, and, you know, unfortunately, Lonzo's not going to play this year. Let's go to, uh, let's see, Jason in Chesterton wanted to talk Bears on ESPN 1000. What's up, Jason? How's it going, guys? Great. How are you? All right. I I don't know why nobody's talking about this Marvin Harrison Jr. He seems like a golden ticket to me. 6'4", 200 pounds, that young, stretched the field exactly what we need. I, I think people are talking Everyone's about him. Though. Talking yeah, about him. Everybody who, wants him. Wants the the Bears to take him, especially him. if they have two high picks. I think doesn't everybody yeah. want a quarterback in Marvin Harrison? Yeah, I think so. Jason, thanks. I mean, yeah, it's oh yeah, pretty no, obvious. Uh, uh, exactly. And listen, Darnell Mooney's in a contract year. Um, yeah. You know his numbers are down. Um, they started really targeting him more the last two games, but. Yeah, they need they need a complimentary player to DJ, and they thought Darnell would be it. It just shows you Darnell was their number one. Mm, think about that, right? And a lot of people question whether DJ Moore is actually a number one. I think he is. 
Well, you get you pick up someone like a Marvin Harrison Jr. How good you? Uh, I mean, it's rare to see receivers go that high. The ones that oh. do. Um, you don't think he's top three? No, no, I, I, I do. I'm just saying it's like you got to be, you got to be Calvin Johnson good then. Right. You got to be Julio Jones good. Right. And I think he can be. I'm not saying he won't. I mean, but I'm, but if you're drafting a receiver in the top a handful of picks, I mean, how it's not often that you see receivers go that high. That's my only point. And the ones that historically you have seen go that high again, like a Calvin or a Julio, or I'm, there's plenty more that I'm not thinking of right now. I'm sure. Uh, you better be at that level, you know, of those guys um, to be a wide receiver selected that high. I think he's certainly capable of doing that. Uh, I think he's pretty special talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that's like in an ideal world for all the Bears need. If you really don't have any more clarity about the quarterback position at the end of the year and they get their pick, which will be high, at least it looks like it will be, and Carolina's, which will be very high. You know, for a lot of fans, that might be the ideal scenario. Get the the quarterback and yep. the wide receiver. Although there's still a lot they need, Peg. Oh, That's what the other rounds boy. are for, I guess. You need a center. Still haven't Probably gotten your another... pass rush. No, you're right. You need a pass rusher. You can find those. I mean, you can find them. You need a center, need a pass rusher. Yeah. You know, but they better, at some point, you got to address those things. You're right. Crosstalk coming up in 15 minutes. Mike North has the bonus play next. We are live with Miller Lite for another football feast at the B-Dubs in Berwyn. We'll be right back. This is the Football Feast at Buffalo Wild Wings in Berwick. Brought to us by Miller Lite. This is the new home of the Bears. ESPN Chicago. There are a few minutes to get here and sign up for the tickets if you're close. Harlem and Cermak, that's where we're at. Peggy's in for your getting ready for week eight. New odds couple is ready. Mike and I broke down a lot, including some of the baseball Props and uh, stuff that's hot at Prop Swap now. Jimmy Miller gave some ponies for the weekend. We gave you our best plays. Smoking hot on the odds couple the last couple of weeks. Really? Winners, winners, and more winners. And we're going to try to do it again this week for our listeners. So get to the ESPN Chicago app and download this week's episode. You'll catch the Encore replay tomorrow morning from 8 until 9 if you're driving around getting out uh, to kids' sporting events tomorrow on Saturday. Mikey joins us now on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. He hit the bonus play last week. Bears plus the points. It was a Bears outright winner against the Raiders. Mikey, where do we turn for week number eight, my friend? Well, first I want to say hi to both you guys, and it was great to listen to Peggy talk about Platteville. Those were the days. <laughs> so good. Between Platteville or, or, or Tommy's on Higgins, right? Oh, my God. Either way, Peg, but I'll tell you what. I mean, uh, highlights, if you want to talk highlights, uh, singing karaoke with Amy Stone back in the day for God's sake. <laughs> You know, and uh, Jesse, I think, Jesse Rogers with Gail Fisher. Uh, I don't know what, oh, who yeah. was paired up with Peggy at that time. It might have been Moon. Who knows? But uh, those were some good times at Platteville. Then we went the other place. We went to Bourbon. I had lit a cigar, and I was arrested almost. Uh, yeah. You, know? you think? They're going to lock you up. You light up a cigar in Bourbon. No, I, I, we're, doing the, we're doing the remote there. I light up a cigar, and a, a security guy comes up. He goes, you better yeah. put that out. I go, excuse me? Not on that goes, campus. No, baby. And then you go across the street at the bar that night, you don't think there's a campus, you know? <laughs> at, uh, TJ's, was, those right? yeah. were the days, Peg. Yep. It was great to listen to you guys, but now it's time to get down to business. The Bears, I picked them last week. I said, whoever's with the Bears, we're going to have a big party. We had it in a phone booth because basically there was like five of us. My God. So, uh, you know, it was a little scary, but they got it done easily. I hope they do it again this week, but that's not my pick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm staying 
Uh, I'm not going to play favorites here. This is what the system told me, Carm. It was a decision between two teams. The Giants game and the, the Giants versus Jets and uh, Las Vegas versus Detroit on Monday on night. Monday I, hate night. Those, yep. I hate those specialty games, the, the standalones. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Uh, they seem to be getting, you know, they're two and five. The Jets are three and three. Much better defense. There's no doubt about it. But I think the Giants against this team. I didn't know the Jets were with Namath and Don Maynard and Hank Sauer was coming in. It's not like they're playing, you know, a, a, a real tough team. But they're playing a stellar team, especially defensively. Danny Dimes and these other guys on the Giants have been used to putting the ball down. They got to hold on to it. But you know what? I'm going with. Uh, hopefully, we'll be plus three. Uh, yeah. There's no home field advantage here. I mean, nope. it's New York. So I'm going to go with the Giants plus two and a half or plus three, guys. Got it. Good stuff, Mikey. We'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks, Bye-bye. buddy. There's Mike North at North to North on Twitter. Yeah, we got a uh, full episode up on the app ready and waiting for you. Now we're thinking to get back in the studio next week and fire up another Crosstalk Unhinged. Uh, once Yurko's back, this week was kind of tough scheduling-wise, so we did not do one. If you listened to last week's, so you can go back and listen again because it was uh, quite entertaining and revealing, to say the least. But uh, brace yourself is all I'm going to say. Uh, how was your anniversary last night, by oh, the way? Oh, it was fantastic. Was it good? Oh, my gosh. We had such a uh, – the food was fantastic. The folks at Ever, uh, Amy, who's director of hospitality there, she's amazing. If you want the experience that you see in the, the, the bear, bear yeah. at the fine dining – that is actually shot. That scene with Cousin was actually shot at Ever. I love Cousin. Um, and it's, it's special. It's fantastic. They just do such an amazing job. It, it was amazing. It's a nice. Amazing. I've only been. I, the only time I was there was for when uh, you guys had the party, your, your yeah. 60th, um, uh, a couple of months On ago. On the rooftop. Yeah. On the rooftop, which was gorgeous. And they, but uh, they do know how to treat their guests. And, you know, Yurko and I uh, and... Uh, and Renee were downstairs at their bar for a oh, cocktail yeah. before. It's called After, after. right? So Ever and yes. then After. I like yes. that. And so we met what, down there. What did that put you back? About 500 I, Well, Well, Yurko paid for it. <laughs> I want, they had been there for a little while. Like they had, you know how Yurko oh, is. When wow. he knew it wasn't going to be a sit-down dinner, yeah. the big man's got to eat. Yeah. So he went, he and Renee went early. Good. And they like shared some appetizers. Oh, good. So I think between the appetizers and a few rounds of drinks, I got there and I ordered just one. And he, he said, don't worry, put it on my tab. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. Yeah. yeah. But then they took us, and it was on my Instagram for a while. I think I pinned the story. If you go to my Instagram, at Carmen DeFalco 5. They walked us through like Goodfellas style. Oh, yeah. And I put the, the music <laughs> that they use in Goodfellas, like I put it on the story. Like I'm following the woman who was leading us and uh-huh. you're going, Renee, like through... The, and we for a second we got a glimpse of the kitchen. And we're walking through this hallway, and then they took us and it to was the spotless. El- oh my god, spotless. spotless! Yeah, and I felt like a big shot. I felt like Goodfellas for a second, you know. So I, was, I gotta find your. Uh, oh, you gotta! Instagram. You never saw it. You gotta no. go back and watch that. You'll no. you'll get a kick out of it. It was straight up Goodfellas style. There's a lot I missed at my party. Well, it was your you were partying and having a good time yeah. so i don't that was a fun party by the way that was really fun it was, it was. so it was, it was good, good. we had a great time 22 year uh 26 years whoops for your anniversary <laughs> yeah. 26 26 happy anniversary um 26 and, years yeah wow, man. last year for our 25th we went and did 72 hours in paris Damn. and we did 
uh, three, six, nine Michelin stars in 72 hours. That's pretty incredible. So we had... Would you like to adopt me? Take me on your next trip? I mean, I don't have to adopt. I'll, I'll be the third wheel. Jason and I can make an arrangement. <laughs> oh, my God. I want to do 72 hours in Paris with Peggy. Are you kidding me? Come on. Nine Michelin stars. Let's go. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. We're going to cross talk here coming up in a couple of minutes. And Matt Eberflus expected to meet the media sometime around 210. We will carry that live as we always do here on your home for Bears football. We'll get uh, a little bit of an injury update, and hopefully the news is good on Darnell Wright. It was one of Peggy's keys. He did return to practice yesterday. That's a good sign. He played 93% of the snaps. I double-checked last week. Yeah, he did. So he's a gamer, it looks like, and he's obviously playing hurt, but that's this league. A lot of guys are dinged up this time of year. But let's see what the injury designation is. And uh, we'll get that in a little bit when Eberflus meets the media. Footwork we'll carry is it live. important on that line. Absolutely Your is. Footwork is really, especially when you're going up against a Mac and Bosa. Yes. Uh, all right, we'll cross talk in two minutes. Who's got the final word? You do, Carm. Uh, I have the final word. Thanks Your bedtime us. routine. <laughs> Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? You had to open up your mouth. Today's final you word. Had to on Carmen and Yuriko. He has a line of grips, um, strengthening yeah. tools, yeah. devices. Yeah. I bought them. Come on. Do it every night. Laying in bed. Right? Right? Not sure. that, Adam. Sure. Sure uh, you now, do. Peggy.